You are now checked in to Stand Up New York Labs. Oh, yeah. We know nothing. 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 So give us a call. We'll give it our all. Because if there's one thing we know, it's how to pick up the phone. We know nothing, but we'll try. Hi, and welcome to We Know Nothing. Uh, I'm going to start the show slightly differently today because because I know you guys just love getting these uh, these ads out of the way quickly. But this is exciting. We have a new sponsor called Casper, and uh, Sam Morell is here with me today. Hi, Sam. Yo. Phil's got voice problems. We can talk about that later. But um, I don't know about your mattress situation, Sam. Mine is such that when I moved to New York, I just bought the cheapest, quickest thing. And when I heard about Casper, it really, truly, this is, uh, next time I buy a mattress, I'm buying one through Casper. Check this out. They, it's like a premium latex foam, memory foam kind of thing, which Nikki has in her room, and sometimes I'll sleep in there, and yeah. I love it. And I get a great night's sleep, and I sleep for like 10 hours. But these guys, you can order, it's, they're, first of all, they're way more affordable. Most mattresses are like 1500 bucks. These are between 500 for a twin size or 600 for a twin XL, 750 for a full. That's what I have, which is amazing. Uh, 850 for a queen, 950 for a king size, blah, blah, blah. You can learn more. But the deal is y- you can order them online and you can return them. That's weird to name a mattress after a ghost. If you have like commitment <laughs> issues, that's kind of like, you know. No, but it's a cute name. You can remember it, Casper. And the, the beauty is you can get a little discount if you go and you and you mention us. We know nothing. So go to casper.com slash we know nothing and use the promo code WKN. You get $50 off. And um, let us know how you like your experience. I'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, hi, Sam. How are you? I'm good. Actually, I'm not good. That's a lie. I'm bad allergies. Oh, yeah? What's to what? Pollen, dust? I guess. I don't know. I'm not a nerd. I just have allergies. <laughs> I don't know. What? But you're positive it's not a cold. It's like, I don't think it's a cold. I just, I went, to, I got the, uh, you ever get the Claritin D? The, uh, they have to, you have to sign the waiver to say you're not going to make meth. Oh, yeah. That's the way to make meth. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I guess meth addicts, like, if you're strung out, you don't have congestion. <laughs> you know that's kind of cool that's the upside yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we are it's good to see you i've missed you, you um we are joined today by dear new friend and radio broadcaster extraordinaire and i'm afraid like workaholic might be an appropriate term sam roberts everybody Maybe. from thank from you serious xm from the sam roberts show uh-huh from like- uh let me just list your credits yeah i wasn't going to interrupt the introduction <laughs> <laughs> not only does this guy host uh, his own show on Sirius XM. He also has yeah. a wrestling podcast. Yes. Because you love wrestling. Yeah, I do. You do a pre-show of Opie and Jim. Yes, I do. Is it called the Opie and Jim show or Opie and Jimmy? Uh, it depends on the day, I guess. Okay. It's, it's Opie and Jim Norton and they do a radio show. <laughs> and it's fantastic. Yes, it's a fabulous show. And so you do a pre-show and a post-show and you're on that show and you produce it, right? Is that yeah, right? that's right. And then you have your own show. And you have a YouTube channel, which is very successful. Yes. You, I know you because you brought me on your show. Well, that's and you're helping make my YouTube channel even more successful. Yes, with my with my oh, I just lost volume in my microphone. Oh I, no, I still hear it's you. Terrible. There we go. I'm hearing it. I good. <laughs> um, because I did my TI cover. Right. Of whatever you like. And now you're working on new covers just for me, right? I actually am. I learned a new cover, which I will debut. I mean. 
there is one tiny version of it out there, but I'm not. And I've told you what it is, but uh-huh. I hope you've forgotten now. What, I want to know what it is. What is it? I'm, I'm going to debut it on Sam's show. Right? Okay, good. All yeah. Right. I'm going to try and get more people to pledge uh, on my Pledge Music page because I'm putting out this new record. Right. And Pledge. It's, I, I, got the two, I got the two free songs. They're awesome. You did? Yeah. Yeah, because when you had a podcast, I did one of those songs yes. on your podcast, Moonlighting. Awesome. So if you're listening and you want to support an independent musician like me, this is a brief detour from Sam Roberts. Um, go to pledgemusic.com slash project slash Anya Marina and you can help me get my record out. But Sam. Yeah, I feel like we were talking about me. <laughs> I know, I Anya. Know. When I came on your show, I uh, we took calls and all these horny guys called in. Well, it's a real risk, like on my show and and the channel that I'm on and everything. It's just for some reason I try to have women on the show a lot because I like having like talented females around. But you should try Phil Hanlon. <laughs> <laughs> but the problem is that like a lot of the listeners that listen to my show came from Opie's show, and they've kind of been conditioned to not like women as much right um so whenever i have a woman on like i always like i'm like all right i'm gonna go to the calls let's see what happens <laughs> and i was really pleasantly surprised that everybody was just like horned up yeah by you as opposed to being like get this bitch off the air <laughs> that's the thing if you're a woman you have to be either sexy yeah. in some way to be liked or Fuck, I can't think of anything else. But Yeah, because even if you're funny or you can sing well or what you still if you're not also sexy. Right. It's like ah, I don't know if it's gonna work. Yeah, so thank God my voice I can pass with this this like when I start singing, yeah. dudes interpret it as sexy because it fucking is. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. And I didn't even know how it was gonna go because I didn't know you before you came on. And you just kind of came in and just started singing the T.I. song. And I was like, I don't know what's going on, but this chick is just singing now. I was like, this could go really bad. It makes I did me feel say like, hi first. It makes me feel like stand-up is such a ruse when I, when I hear someone with actual talent like Anya saying. <laughs> yeah. You know? Which just breaks out a song and I'm just like, what? I'm just talking about my dick. Yeah. You know? This is like actual real stuff. Speaking of which, I went with my parents to go see you talk about your dick at Caroline's. <laughs> this is so cool. I have two Sams. Let's start yeah. a whole new podcast. Two Sams? Just two Sams. You could call it my two Sams. <laughs> two Sams and a sexy chick, you call it. Yeah. But um, we got to get, oh, there's the new logo up right there. Yes. You can check that out. Anyway, my dad fell in love with Sam Morrill uh, at Caroline's and was like, I love that guy with the deep voice. He's got a lot of dirty jokes, but he's great. Yeah, mm. they were kind of, uh, I remember that, they were kind of a timid crowd. Right? Do you think? Yeah, it was fun to watch you guys. It was you, Joe Mackey, Phil Hanley, yeah. Mark Norman, and you guys, they were like a little gang of best friends. And, yeah. Um, it's kind of, it's so much better than just watching separate comics who don't seem to know each other. It was like, oh, this is, they're like actually bros. They hang out. You can tell. Right. It's fun when uh, Mackey and I used to have a show and we would just go up and trash each other. <laughs> Whoever was hosting, we would just trash the other one. And it was great to see when the crowd was did not get it at all. Because they'd be like, oh, one more time for that piece of shit. And they'd be like, why did he say that? That's <laughs> yeah, that's fun. I thought they were friends. <laughs> no, he's terrible at comedy. <laughs> but, but when Mackey does it, people like it. Like when he goes after me, people are like, he'd be like, that sailor stinks at comedy. And people well, loved it. He's so innocent and sweet. Have you seen uh, Joe Mackey do stand up? Ever? I don't know if I've. I mean, I saw him on the last comic, yeah. and I've had you and I've had you on the show and Joe on the show, and I've also had you and Joe on the show at the same time. Yeah. Oh wow, that's cool! I didn't know that. Oh yeah, and it's one of those things where, like, when I'm figuring out, okay, what am I going to do today? 
if it's you and Joe at the same time, it's like, okay, well, I just need to, they're just coming on together. Like, mm -hmm. there's no reason to try to do anything because <laughs> yeah. it's just going to be a matter of them Sam trashing does each that. other. He, yeah. he attaches himself to people, and, and you you seem to think that you're the lucky one, but to me, they're the lucky one because you're the wow. funny guy. Oh, my God. Hey. I mean, they're all funny, but Sam Real is Who's a special. Who's this sexy chick you're talking about? <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Jesus. Yeah, how great we are. I how like did it. you start in radio, Sam? Because this broadcasting resume of yours is a little over the top. You think so? It's crazy. Like, oh. who who has the time for five days a week of a regular show? Yeah. Plus the pre-show, post-show, then the fucking wrestling podcast. Yeah. I'm not, I'm going to try not to swear. And your own show, which is phenomenal and has a huge listenership. Do there's, you? There's a whole bunch of other stuff, too, that's there like is? in the works and stuff that it's just, it's way too much going You're on. You're married, right, right? Yeah. For And how long is that going to last with this schedule? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's a great question. It's been coming up lately. Uh, I don't know. We got a call from your wife now. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, I guess. Is, it, is she on the same schedule as you at all? No. She works like a day job. What and she then do? she works in movies. Uh, she works in uh, motion picture development. Oh, cool. She works in like uh, uh, in New York here. Um, but it's really way more nine to five ish than my life is. How did you guys meet? We knew each other in high school. Like we met each other when we, we you know, we went to the same high school. And then after that, uh, right before I graduated college, I met her uh, over the summer at a friend's party. And you were like, I remember you. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, I kind of knew you. And she was like, oh, I didn't know you. Like, like she was, you know, way too cool. It's so cool to not remember people. Right. And it was like, you're just lying. Right. You definitely yeah. remember me. Um, but yeah, and then we started, yeah, hanging out and dating and, and then got married. How soon after? I'm asking because I have a terrible, not terrible personal life, but I just... Yeah. Haven't had a boyfriend in a really long time and I'm trying to figure out why. We were dating for like... <laughs> Six or seven years before we got engaged. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you take your time. Take your time. Well, because I was 21 when we started dating. So oh. I'm not going to. How old? I didn't do anything crazy. How old are you now? 31. Wow. You've yeah. accomplished so much in your life. Did you always know you wanted to be in broadcasting or how did that happen? Uh, Yeah. I mean, I'm not. I mean, when I was a kid, I wanted to be a wrestler, obviously. <laughs> oh, yeah. What? Talk about the wrestling thing. I just like wrestling like a lot. Okay. Since uh, forever. Who, who were like your guys growing up? Growing up? I mean, Randy Savage, the Macho he Man. He was the coolest, right? The coolest. Yeah. Like, well, nobody's... Who was he? What? Randy the Macho Man Savage? <laughs> he, he was the guy I who talked like, oh, guy. yeah. Like that guy? <laughs> the, I was the Hulk Hogan is yeah. the blonde guy? I saw him in an airport once. That's the only guy. <laughs> Hogan? Yeah. And I saw The Wrestler, the movie with Mickey Rourke. There you go. Good That's movie. something. That's Amazing. a great movie. Macho Man was like, he was like the coolest. Yeah. Yeah, he was like, I think like I, I'm don't I don't know wrestling like you do, Sam, but like you're judged not just in the ring but like on the mic. Yeah, like you have to be able you, to talk. Oh, right. Like your promo videos, you have to be really clever and fun, and and like Macho Man and Ric Flair, I think were always like the best. Right? Dusty Rhodes. Dusty yeah. Rhodes. Yeah. You got to talk people into the building, is what they say. Okay. You go on TV and you give people a reason to either want to see you kick someone's ass or want to see you get your ass kicked, and that's why people buy tickets. That's why you tune in. You know, because it's just ridiculous, and it's just these over-the-top, like, superhuman individuals. They're just doing ridiculous things and then kicking each other's asses. And did you wrestle? What drew you to it? I mean, I I started watching, like, I watched it like a live-action cartoon, like, I was, from the time I was a little, little kid. I don't remember even starting. Um, I wrestled when I was in eighth grade. <laughs> what class were you in? I mean, like, weight class. It was like a... Uh, 
a mono, they called it modified wrestling. So you just got matched up with the closest person on the other team. Okay. So whatever the they had to order a special order a singlet for me in a smaller <laughs> size than they had ever ordered. <laughs> because I was That's just, awesome. I was a tiny kid. I took human growth hormone when I was a kid. What? Because Why? I was so what? small. Yeah. Because I was really how tiny. disappointing is is like <laughs> Olympic wrestling though when you've only seen regular wrestling. It sucked. It sucks. It's like there's no entrance. Yeah. There's no chairs. There's yeah. no like promos. Like I'm like, look, I may not just win like one move. Right. Like I knew even then in eighth grade, I was like, I'm not gonna win a lot of these matches, but I can definitely talk you guys out of the building. Ah, like, I can, that's but there was no microphones. There was nothing. It's nothing. I went zero and thirteen or zero and fourteen. That's 14 games of losing. Yeah. I'm calling I, I'm, them games. They're not yeah. games. <laughs> match. Matches. It's just me and another kid, and then the other kid would beat me every time, 14 times in a row. Did you have to do any of that weird eating disordery stuff that they talk about? Like my ex-boyfriend, he was a freshman in high school. He's a singer-songwriter now, Steve Poltz. He has since called his record label 98 Pounder Records because he was a 98 Pounder in his wrestling class in, in freshman year of high school. Wow. It's really skinny. So he had to cut weight all the time. He had to cut weight. He had to spit, like take, and I don't know. And he lived in Palm Springs, which is insanely hot. So uh, he got dehydrated and sick a bunch of times. Not that he had an eating disorder at all. I'm not That's right. like the that, worst sport to do. Wrestling? Yeah, yeah like your weight's you're... always fluctuating. You're, yeah, it just sounds. I mean, I mean it's, it's fun because you don't, it depends on the type of person you are. Like you don't depend on a team. Like you get to go out there and just do it by yourself. So like it's it's as a like comic who's used to just being up there and being responsible for your own stuff. Like it's just you and a microphone, and you're it, the audience. It, you're wrestling with the audience, so it's like mm. on that level, mm. I always liked it because you didn't have to have teammates and you didn't have you just went out there and you lost to, on your own you don't have to worry yeah. if one of your podcast mates is sick all the time <laughs> thanks a lot phil <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah i know wow. you mean that. yeah that's, that's why i do a solo radio show because <laughs> i don't depend on anyone you know what i think the thing about wrestling too is i think so many comics like it because of the mic aspect it's yeah. like it, it's sports entertainment it's dude it's, it's a competition but it's also you know like pro wrestling is so similar to comedy just in the way like you know you saw the movie the wrestler yeah like just in the way like people start they do it for free they do it in front of no one except other wrestlers right. like you know then you kind of graduate and you're in a high school gym with 50 people and you're just trying to work your shit out and you don't really know what it is until you're like five or ten years into it. <laughs> and then you finally break, maybe. And, you know, I mean, it's it's a really Does it have a certain business. personality type that is drawn to this sport or this performance or whatever? Kind of yeah. like comedians are all sort of like they have similar qualities. I don't know. I've, I've A lot of... It's it's tough. Like broken I, I, people. I mean, you have to be somewhat broken because you're on the road all the time. It's just like comedy. Like, they're on the road like four or five days. Like, the... The goal is to be in a position where you're literally on the road four or five days a week, all weeks. Wow. Like just always. They're like kind of jock comedians. Yeah. I mean, they're like the jacked comedians. Like comics, we're not, yeah. you know, we're not buff guys usually because it's not really funny to be buff, you like, know? Yeah. But like they're well, like... Well, you also have to develop like a sense of humor a lot of times because you're not good at anything else. Right, like that's how right. I had to figure out how to talk. <laughs> Because I obviously wasn't going to be a wrestling star. <laughs> so the, after your short-lived childhood in wrestling, then you decided you wanted to do radio and perform in that way? Well, I just, yeah, I wanted to do some kind of broadcasting. I, just, I, I think I figured out from a, a, I remember like, you know, figuring out from a young age that I just wanted to be me for a living. Yeah. And then it was like, okay, now I got to figure out exactly how to do that. 
And I guess, you know, looking back, I would do like, I had my talk boy and I was doing radio shows into my talk boy or whatever. What's but that? Like a, like a home like in Home Alone. Alone yeah. the tape you don't remember the, the talk boy? I mean, maybe I was. You don't I'm, know wrestling? You don't know Macho Man? You know what, what is this, Anya? Jesus. Like, what kind of boy I are a, you? I had a tape recorder. <laughs> yeah. I'm older than you guys. I guess. But <laughs> Just a tiny bit. <laughs> Teeny tiny bit. Yeah. Well, yeah. So I was doing, but yeah, I, I started doing radio really in college, like uh, college radio and interned and then i got an internship with opie ah. and uh what yeah. did you grow up here on the east coast yeah i grew up in westchester oh okay yeah so you who's like you know i just did a gig a while ago with mick foley yeah he was awesome he's the fucking man he's an, i mean the he's freaking a, man he, mick foley on if it, yeah. and, and for anyone listening who doesn't know who mick foley is he was like kind of he was like the guy who could take the the worst beating that's he's what he the hardcore legend so it's fake it's fake, but what? It's, he's still. <laughs> but like, I didn't just, know this was an expose <laughs> podcast. <laughs> it's fake, but it's but these guys take. I mean, he he can't walk. He like you watch him walk, and you're yeah. like, this guy took the worst. He almost. So remember, it's for the performance. It's choreographed. He's into it. It's choreographed, yeah. but it's painful. I mean, super painful. He he, uh, he gets money out of it. He, he does a, get. He, he was does in a legendary. Get paid. He gets paid, but he was in a legendary match called the Hell in the Cell, yeah. which is a steel cage with a roof. The, with a roof. Okay. And he got thrown off the top through a table. And it's like, what? he really broke like, bones. Yeah, it's like a 20-foot tall cage, probably about 20 feet. Yeah. And there's a roof on it. And they started fighting on the roof. Uh-huh. And then the Undertaker picked him up and just threw him off the cage. Was that part of their deal, do you think? It, that was part of their deal. But then the problem was that he got up, he went through a table, and then he ended up getting up. They climbed back up to the roof of this cage. And, like, he's already all He's broken, broken. at this point. And then he ends up taking a choke slam, which is when he wraps his hand around your neck, picks you up, and slams you down. And it broke the roof of the cage. Was that not planned? That was not planned. Wow. And he ends up breaking through the roof of the cage and falling into the ring, which people think is like a trampoline. Oh. But it's actually just like plywood oh. with a little piece of foam rubber. It's not like one of those great Casper mattresses. It's just... Uh, <laughs> nice, it's, thank you. It's, it's, it's just like... Extra plug, extra money for the podcast. It's just like plywood and a tiny little thing. Like the WWE is notoriously hard How ring can people do bounce though? Or are they just bouncing off the strings? It's one what of the, are they called? <laughs> the strings. <laughs> what are they called? Uh, ropes, ropes is what they're called. Yeah. Ropes, yeah. So it's not springy at all. No. It so funny to hear like how it. women see wrestling. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what you happens when the they strings. hit the strings? <laughs> <laughs> it's like you guys always refer to women's clothes as um, costumes instead of saying outfits. You guys, you, I, I, my dad will say that, like, put on one of your costumes. I'm like, I've never, <laughs> I've never heard okay, of maybe like, not. I've never heard maybe that. Yeah, no. Oh, that's a nice costume you have on. <laughs> I guess it's just my gay dad. <laughs> I don't know. I'm that starting to think he like, is. He's in, love, he's in love with Sam Morrell, right? I mean, I tried to get him to watch the Bruce Jenner thing. Uh-huh. It's just quick just to, aside. Just, just to see. And he was so opposed. And I was like, little, like, thou dost protest too much. <laughs> thou dost. Did I do my Bruce Jenner joke at Phil's show or did I not do it? No, do it. My Bruce Jenner joke, I just say I like that. You know, you know what that re- made me realize? That every, like, you got to commit. You know, if you go like half-assed, people don't accept it. But if you commit, yeah. like if I got my eyebrows done, my friends would be like, you're a fucking pussy. <laughs> right. But if I became a woman, they'd be like, you're very brave. <laughs> yes. Right. Yes, that's you're very good. brave, yeah. That's, uh, that's, that's, my, that's my take on Jenner. That's true, that's true. <laughs> what you're saying is, he's very brave. He's yeah. very brave. Yeah. He's an American hero. He's going all the way. No, I think it must be upsetting to men to think about 
about that. I was trying to get like dig underneath with my dad. Like, what is bothering you about w- watching a two part Diane Sawyer special? Like, what's the big deal? And he's just like, no, not my thing, not my thing, no, <laughs> no. And I was like, it's the surgery part of it, isn't it? Like the thought of that happening to you. And it, it, I think that's what it was. And then he sat down and I got him to watch part one. And he was like it's so new. riveted. It's yeah. so new. It's like, I mean, I feel like a lot of older people are like, we just got to the gay thing. Like, yes. give us a second, right. you know? I, th- I think it's just so new. I remember Greg Giraldo had this great joke about when it was when Brokeback Mountain came out and he asked this guy, have you seen Brokeback Mountain? The guy's like, I haven't even heard of it. And he's like, geez, how homophobic do you have to be? You know? Yeah. <laughs> but that's your response. And I was like, oh, that's, I think that's how people are. It's like, it's a lot yeah. for people to take. Give me a minute. Yeah. yeah. It's such like a, and it's such a foreign thing. Like if you don't have that mindset, it would never occur to you. Never. So I think it's beyond even the surgery. It's just like, I don't understand. Yeah. And I don't want to understand. But it's but he's helping people understand. By Absolutely. Doing it. And, and so is Diane Sawyer with that interview. It's like so many people watch that. Like I'll say on stage, you guys watch that and everyone always applauds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm for the most part in New York, so it's like very liberal. They're very yeah. much behind him. But I'm sure like you go to other parts of the country and they're just like, what the hell was that? Especially because I think older people know Bruce Jenner from the Olympics. Right. And like as this yeah. sort of picture of American masculinity and, and this is the guy. And for, so for, I think that's why it's a big deal for some of them, like we, it's I like if Michael Phelps just was like walking around in pearls, you know, it'd be weird. You <laughs> yeah. know? But like all I really know Bruce Jenner from is like the dude who was just like kind of walk in the room and like peek in <laughs> for the Kardashians. Right. Yeah. Like, oh, are you still doing this? <laughs> I think my yeah. dad was opposed to it because he had this preconceived idea that it was just some kind of, he doesn't like American preoccupation with pop culture and and you know he's always like there's more important shit going on like when when people were being when millions of people were being murdered in Cambodia in the 70s you know nobody was like hardly anybody was aware of it yeah, but how many of those still- Cambodians were on the Kardashian show <laughs> yeah really oh, like <laughs> My mind- never in Us Weekly, Cambodians, <laughs> they're just like us. How many Wheaties boxes were they on, okay? <laughs> By the way, great Cambodian rock and roll documentary out right now at the IFC. Is <laughs> it going to you- depress me as much as the Cobain documentary you asked uh, me to say? It's a little, it's a little, le- um, yeah, I mean, more people died, <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> oh. Sorry. Um, I have to talk about Casper mattresses, which do not, uh, do, uh, again, because they're so good, but they're not part of wrestling, but Sam Roberts is going to. Well, they're better than falling on one of these things is a whole lot better than falling there, off a hell in a cell. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. That's their new slogan. Um, yeah. This is an obsessively engineered mattress at a shockingly f- fair price. This is a new word, by the way, in advertising. I have these protein bars, and on the box, it says, you're obsessed. And it's got like a list of things that... that you are like if you're buying these protein bars like you're psycho you're obsessed you're a perfectionist and none of the things are good <laughs> but um but it's, also, try, it's just trying to give you a compulsion for yeah, the product yes <laughs> that's a great like that's a great advertising tactic just like cut you down yeah, yeah. You know? they're just like you're fat you don't smell good you don't have that many friends this is all we are all you have <laughs> you're nothing without us but uh, I, you know if anyone's gonna engineer my mattress I do want them to be obsessed with it and Casper mattresses are they've got great quality they uh most mattresses cost well over 1500 bucks as i mentioned earlier but these guys uh they've you can get a twin bed for 500 a full for 750 850 for a queen and 950 for a king size we have a special discount for you if you're a we know nothing listener go to casper.com slash wkn for we know nothing and use our promo code wkn and get 50 dollars off 
You can learn more about them at Casper.com. Mattresses made in America. Very affordable. Just the right sink. Just the right bounce. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm feeling a little tingly. Um, (laughs) Just the right bounce is a weird way to sell a mattress also. How much bounce do you want? I mean, Just the right amount. (laughs) When Nikki got her special mattress that's that memory foam thing, my first question was, what about sex? Because, I mean... Right. It's weird sometimes, but she said it's it's great and uh, no problems whatsoever. That's how they should sell mattresses. Just like a pretty girl being like, the sex is great. And it's <laughs> no, bad. I but love to have sex on this mattress. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Get that mattress. So thank you, Casper. All right, back to wrestling. Yes. <laughs> back to you, Sam Roberts. Um, so, okay, so t- t- tell me why that guy who got so hurt would do that. Is it for the money? For no, the no, no, no. It's, it's for the... It's for the uh, people who wrestle don't if the, if you wrestle if you're a professional wrestler for the money it's short term it's like Brock Lesnar like Brock Lesnar you know Brock Lesnar totally <laughs> yeah, followed his career <laughs> love Brock well he's an MMA guy too okay. right that's what right so he like he yeah. was an NCAA champion like he wrestle wrestled okay he could have gone to the Olympics he ended up not going to the Olympics and WWE signed him to be a professional wrestler okay and he was a guy who was doing it for the money and his wrestling career was short lived. He ended up going to the UFC, which is you know legit fighting. Uh-huh. And then, but do you get more money as a WWE guy or in that? You, can, if you're a giant star, you can. But you also like UFC guys are fighting three times a year. Right. WWE guys are like I said on the road four or five days a week every week. Uh, but so Brock leaves. He goes to UFC, becomes a UFC champion. But nobody's writing that. So he got diverticulitis. He had to get part of his intestines taken out. Oh, that's, yeah, that's brutal. And Why? Because he's being punched all the time? No, yeah. diverticulitis, I guess it happens. Greg Rogel got it, actually. It's, uh, yeah, it's just it's a when terrible you, illness. When you don't have roughage, I think, in your diet. Like, Brock Lesnar is this, like, monster of a man who just hunts, and he just eats meat and nuts all the time. He didn't eat any vegetables. So, like, his intestines got all clogged up, and the nuts apparently, like, do terrible things to your intestines and, and make, like, holes in them. So stuff. it's a dietary problem. That's what I think. Okay. So you have to get a piece of your intestine taken out, which happened to Brock. That isn't serious surgery. My friend just yeah. said that. Yeah. And then he went back in the octagon to fight, and some back guy back in the octagon. Some guy kicked. Are you that's, kidding? They the fight in an octagon. octagon. That's the, that's MMA. Eight that's sides. not right. That's the real fighting. Oh, okay. But okay. he got back in the octagon. Real fighting. Some guy kicked him in the stomach. He just collapsed because he's like, that's where I got that surgery. And he kind of realized pretty quick that his MMA days are over. I feel like that should be in the scouting report if you're fighting a guy. <laughs> it's like, I'm kick sure him right when we had the surgery. No, yeah. it is. It's like in baseball where they're like, okay, this guy has a weak spot here, so pitch right. to him there. Yeah. You know that national... That was good. I, I know. I've been to a sports. lot of baseball games. This guy's a weak spot. <laughs> <laughs> I like how women describe sports. It oh, sounds my, like... It is sounds that like, bad too? That's I mean, weak spot is just a funny way. Instead of like, like this guy's a cold zone or something, I would think yeah. of baseball, but she said weak spot. This guy's a cold zone, so what you want to do is you want to pitch him. This guy can't commit to the left side of the play. <laughs> so, <you know. laughs> um, Throw underhand to this dude. But like now Brock wrestles. He's back to WWE, but he wrestles like six times a year, maybe five, four times a Diverticulitis year. Diverticulitis guy? Yeah, because he goes, went to pro wrestling where uh. they could just tell you before you go out there, don't kick him in the stomach because he had diverticulitis. And You know, you know this- when you heal from that, it's like this thing outside your body. What is? The the healing process involves some of the intestines being like in this flower shape how, outside your body. My friend sent me a screenshot once of her 
not a screenshot, but like a picture. It's a good Valentine's Day card. So, <laughs> so disgusting. So nasty. Like That's gross. Yeah, he, that I don't didn't know happen why. to him. He wrestles with no shirt on. He's got a big sword tattooed across his chest. Maybe he didn't have that. I don't know what she had, but she had part <laughs> of her. He's got a giant sword all over his chest. He's badass. I, do these guys get therapy? I mean, what is. Well, the, no, because I was going to say, like, aside from like a case like that. They wrestle because it's what they know and what they love, and they want to like create a legacy, and 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 it's all they want to do. There's an art to it. I there's mean, an art. There's to like it. guys who are like, you know, there are guys who can take the hits. There are guys who right. can. There's there's like a a rhythm to the wrestling, and there's certain people that are just really right. Like Bret Hart was known as really good at that. Right? Yeah. So like Mick Foley, he's the guy that fell off the cage or he got thrown right. off the cage. He's sitting there going, "I'm not like a." scientific grappling wrestler. I don't know. I can't do all these holes. I'm not a physical specimen. He's kind of like a chubby guy. So he's like, but what I can do is take a bunch of punishment. So I'm going to go out there and give people a show that they're never going to forget. I get it. And just figure it out that way. So it's not, I mean, you know, it, it, is it going to make him money? Yeah. But it'll also shorten his career. He's just kind of focused on, I mean, he in is this like, moment, he giving you. He does not you, walk well. No, God. he doesn't. And now he does stand up. He yeah, can't. well, that's how I is met he him. Good? We, well, well, he does like he it's like good. storytelling. It's a He's good great. show. Yeah, it's a very good show. It's not like stand up, really. He tells stories. He, I did. A, I was doing a weekend in uh, St. Louis, and we have the same agent, McFoley and I. So it's great. So I was there uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then the Saturday early show. They're like, "Well, you're just going to open instead of headline, and yeah. Mick's going to close." So I opened for Mick Foley on this show. Oh, my God. And uh, and the crowd was good. I did well. And I remember when he got up, he was like, boy, that Sam Murrell curses a lot. And I got a good laugh. <laughs> and he's like, I'm going to get one curse. I only get one. And he, and then uh, and then he kind of like, he's like, this lady can point at me. So she cursed. And he did his, she pointed, he did his one curse. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, he only curses once per show. Wow. That's, one F-bomb per show. That's but, really sweet. But he was, uh, he's very self-deprecating. He's very funny. Yeah. Yeah, he knows. Yeah, he, it, it's it's a good show, and it's like he tells wrestling stories, but like you would enjoy it. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, they enjoy a it on another person. level. Yes, but, but he had, such he, as myself. He did a whole thing about how the Undertaker, like his streak of WrestleMania, the Undertaker wins every WrestleMania, and Mick Foley is like, I have my own streak. It's uh, never winning at WrestleMania ever, <laughs> and they're like, they're jokes like that, but they're like the crowd loves him. They yeah. love their He's a very lovable guy, which is yeah. so weird about him that he's this guy who made a reputation on like wrestling in barbed wire, real legit barbed wire. What? Wrestling on thumbtacks. What? Like had explosives being involved. Like he made this ridiculous reputation it's like for being like a carnival this, aspect. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. I'm I'm understanding more about this now. But like his personality is the most lovable, affable guy that Self-deprecating, you Self-deprecating, which is rare in wrestling. Yeah, Most really wrestlers rare. are like I'm the best and he was kind of like always making fun of himself. Yeah. Is it true what what was in that the Mickey Rourke movie the whole thing about how there's this really short career span in that game like you really just have a certain number of years and that there's no real great money in it yeah I mean there's great money in it for a handful of people and it's not than, a big middle class like no. in comedy it's like you're either killing right. it on TV or you're doing these weird rooms and that's kind of I think the same with wrestling yeah and you run like into either. people most people figure it out you know 10 years in whether it's going to work or not but you always end up running into people that have been doing comedy for 25 years and it just never quite happened and you're like he's not bad he's yeah. not it just never quite happened but can't aren't there like a lot of comedians that can tour and make decent money on the road and you know support their families and themselves well into like i don't know their 60s 70s i guess i yeah i guess there's some things that Not aren't lot, completely maybe. parallel to it i mean 
with wrestling, you know, the more you work, the more it kind of could wear you down. Whereas comedy, the more you work, it could probably make you better. So I think there's differences, but right, you can, you can even rape a whole bunch of women and still have a good comedy career. You can. I mean, people, yeah, right. you could still do theaters. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there's going to be like a Bill we, Cosby. We took him off the wall. Yeah, yeah, he was oh off. We had a lot of Bill Cosby albums. Wow. On, but finally, I mean, that, I mean, I think, th I think his college, uh, his college that he went to. Losing that gig hurt, but I think it might hurt a little bit more to be taken off the SUNY Labs wall, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know what? There's just too much There's too much to ask you about here, Sam. Well, I'm sorry. I apologize. You're going to have to stay for part two. All right, I great. Think we should keep talking. Let's do it. Because um, I'm into this wrestling thing, like the personality of a wrestler. It's fascinating yeah. to me. I'm getting it more now. It's like... Like the, you said, the carnival aspect of it. Yeah, it's a, it's a very... I mean, the business was made in carnivals like it was a carny show before it was and that's all it is i mean it's a carny thing you know that's that's when people I mean, when people thought it was real the whole deal was trying to trick people into thinking that these guys are really killing each other when in fact it's just a, a business now it's not really like that but it's still it's rooster roots are based in 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 carnyism but and now that everybody knows it's kind of fake what's the draw it's performance art i think i mean it is it's athletic People right. are getting hurt all the time, and it's it's kind of this like spectacular show. Like if I took you to a show, yeah, you'd probably get it right away. Yeah, and it, like I mean, if you like saw it live and up fake, close and everything. You know? Yeah, it's like, exciting. Like nobody nobody goes, hey, Walter White is not a guy. He right. didn't. That's that's the guy <laughs> right. from Malcolm in the Middle. Yeah, he's not selling drugs. Or like if I go, what do you think happened to Tony Soprano? You wouldn't say, what are you talking about? There's no such person as Tony Soprano. Right. James Gandolfini. Walked off the set when they were done filming and then died later. Right. Nobody, right. But, but, you know, you'd say, well, you know, I don't know. Maybe somebody killed him. Maybe mm -hmm. they didn't. But you analyze it and it's like, and what does it represent? Like there's underdog stories. There's people you root okay. for. There's people you don't root for. There's, uh, you know, there's something they call when, a, when, a, when there's a big star in wrestling and he loses to someone who's, I guess, on, on the come up. They call that putting that guy over. That's right. Like he became legit in everyone's eyes now because he beat the big guy oh right is that stuff scripted yes yeah yeah everything's scripted but it's yeah. i mean yeah who writes the script the wwe right i mean Vince god <laughs> god yeah who's well the god in wrestling who's the guy that goes you know what in this this season you're mm -hmm. gonna be the, the well, it's, it's vince mcmahon what? is god that's everybody yeah. knows that who's that you don't know who vince <laughs> he's what do you the, just, the, the voice head. Vince McMahon is the he's a, the billionaire owner of WWE. How does Joe Rogan fit into all this? He's an MMA guy. He doesn't even like Not pro wrestling. wrestling. He Who's hates Melissa, it. the MMA girl? Melissa McCarthy. She's in a whole bunch of movies. No, isn't there like a hot MMA? Ronda girl? Rousey. She like disappeared. What? Misha Tate. Misha Tate. Maybe she's Ronda Rousey is like the big female MMA. Star. She's really pretty. I didn't realize how she's pretty gorgeous. she was. Gorgeous. Holy crap! I'll find out. I think out. I saw a picture of her on your show. Yeah, she was day. in. Uh, I think yesterday. Oh my God! Yeah, she's there was like this, and she yeah, was at WrestleMania. Really she's a pretty. huge wrestling fan. Okay. Wow. And she did. She worked. She got in the ring and did a little That's thing. That's the thing at is like Anya. It's like always a big event. Like I remember when they had Mike Tyson at WrestleMania. Yeah. One year. That was a, that was a classic. It was amazing. Yeah. I mean, it. it and he's a legit. A, Mike Tyson is a legit like huge WWE fan. That's great. It's really crazy. Do you like boxing? Did you pay for that fight? I didn't pay for it. I went over to a friend's house to watch it. So you do enjoy it. I, I enjoyed it. That fight, I watched boxing when it was on NBC a few weeks ago. Not you know, as much as wrestling, though. I mean, wrestling is like an obsession. It's an obsession, just like Casper Mattresses. <laughs> <laughs> an obsession for them. Yeah, more than radio, you would say? 
for you? I mean, it's tough. It's two different worlds completely. Like, I, I'm not, I've never been obsessed, obsessed with radio. Like, I listened to Opie and Anthony and Howard Stern when I was younger, but I didn't like, I don't know any of these quote unquote radio legends. I didn't do a whole bunch of homework on it. I, I know what I like to do and I like performing. Yeah. But I don't sit there listening to a whole bunch of radio shows because most of them are terrible. You with wrestling is kind of like me with basketball, I think. You know, it's like you have your separate thing, but then yeah. you're like, that's your release kind of, yeah. you know? Except now I do so much wrestling stuff associated with work, it's like r- the line's really blurring. Yeah, you host a show on the WWE Network. Well, I'm on a show. Or you talk about it. Yeah, I'm on a show on the WWE Okay, Network. got it. It's, a, it's like a talking head show. It's like best week ever except with wrestling. Who's the coolest wrestler that you met? Uh, Mickey Rourke. <laughs> the coolest I've ever met. I mean, um, Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan's cool, but he's just always the Hulkster. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's always on. Um, Do you think it's weird he married a lady that looks exactly like his last wife, um, <laughs> or like his daughter, or like his daughter? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did you that's hear, even uh, Did you? Oh, he. So he got remarried. Yeah. Dude, the best. The best Hulk Hogan joke was that when, I forgot what roast it was at, but Lisa Lampanelli said, because you know he always puts his hand to his ear like that. Yeah. And she kind of acted that out. She's like, "Can you hear it, Hulk? The the eighteen year old's ball <laughs> slapping against your ex wife's leg." Oh! <laughs> Because <laughs> then she she had an affair with like an eighteen year old. She ended up yeah having a relationship with this dude who looked like an eighteen year old Hulk Hogan. It's just <laughs> such a weird weird like they got divorced and started dating people that just looked like they he had did long hair back in bald. the day. I know I'm gonna start doing that only, but I see just that a lot. Don't you see that a lot? Like guys will constantly date women that look like their exes, and then I I find guys that I find attractive, and then my sister or family will be like, "That looks exactly like your ex boyfriends. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing?" That's the guy you dated in high school. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Younger brother. Uh, we're gonna keep you on for part two because I just have way too much to get into with you. We gotta right. talk about hip hop and we your got, we family. Gotta ra- we gotta wrap up now. Well, yeah, because it's forty minutes. These are forty minute shows, but this- I they're forty five. <laughs> no, they're forty. <laughs> you keep shortening them. Uh, but we have to do your appearances, Sam. Why do you want to talk about something else well, on part know. one? The, the, the episodes are getting shorter and shorter. Listen, I, love, I, I love- can't. Sam Morell is so defensive. Like I noticed it from the beginning of the show. You were like, you were like, uh, he was like, I have allergies, and you go, Are you sure it's not a cold? And he was like, It's not a cold. I know he's really. Well, you know, you know like, there's real. something about that where he's people hot blooded. <laughs> I am hot blooded. He's Jewish. I'm ready to and go. That has nothing Italian? to do with my Judaism. He's <laughs> <laughs> hot blooded. I've never heard that he's hot blooded. He's Jewish. It's that's I mean, why. It's, it's that just, Jew in him. <laughs> he's getting all angry again and Jewy. I would just think like a little argumentative. Argumentative. I'm gonna Uh, get in trouble. Seeking the truth, maybe, Anya. I am a Russian Jew, so I can. Um, (laughs) Interesting. I'm a Russian Jew too. Not as Russian as you, though. Where in Russia? I don't know, Anya. I didn't go to Ancestry.com. Jesus Christ! (laughs) It was a perfectly fine question. It was fine. Sam's best friend, Phil Hanley, will be at Acme in Minneapolis. Uh, June 9th through 13th. That's actually No, he's actually not going to be there that weekend. Oh, really? I know this, and you don't. Okay. Because we are good friends. Phil will be shooting his Comedy Central half hour special during That's that time. Right. As will I. You guys in all Boston. got specials? So Phil, yeah, yeah. So Phil had to move his date. I don't know when he's moving it to, but he will not be in Minneapolis. He'll be in Boston. Uh, as will I. Comedy Central special half hours. Are you guys doing it the same day? No. But I think I might be doing it the same night as uh, Sean Donnelly. Congratulations, man. That is huge. Are you nervous? No. 
Just of you've got not. the half hour ready to go. You're so I'm ready tight. To go. You're tight. Yeah, I'm That's, ready to go. This is so weird to say yeah. that to Sam. The bullfrog's You're tight ass. too. Your set is mm. tight. Um, yeah. Is Phil going to be in Winnipeg June 16th through 20th? Can you check his I think he will be in Winnipeg. <laughs> okay, great. Uh, that story checks out. How about you May 22nd through 23rd in Baltimore? 21st through 23rd, Baltimore. Okay. Uh, yes, very good. At Magoobies. <laughs> yes, Magoobies Joe Cat. You're also going to be in Scottsdale, Arizona, May 22nd, 28th through 31st, and yep. then shooting your, or er, recording your CD at the Village Underground in New York City, June 2nd. If yes. you're in the city, come see him. Do not miss Sam Roberts on part two of this show, but in the meantime, get on his YouTube channel, YouTube slash Not Sam. Right. Listen to Sam Roberts' show on Sirius um, Great show. XM. Get on it. Thanks. Let's see. Uh, that's Fridays from 3 to 6, XM 103, Series 206. Oh, yeah. We can also check him out on the pre-show and the post-show of Opie and Jim. For now. That's going to be changing really soon. Holy shit. Yeah. That's exciting. There's a lot of news to report, but we can't tell you right now. <laughs> um, what else, I Sam? just don't want people to wait like a month and then tune in. There's no pre- and the post-show anymore. But... <laughs> Oh, right. You uh, every, might, you're retiring. Her name's Gina Carano, my lesbian best friend said. Gina Carano. Yes. She's, yes. That's she, her dream girl. She's super hot. And she was, I mean, she's not as big and an she MMA dropped out or something? Now. Yeah. Why? She was so talented and gorgeous. She probably can't beat Ronda Rousey, so she's like, ah, fuck it. She, no one's going to beat her, right? No. Why? Not she's for a, quite some time. I mean, she literally, her last fight lasted 12 seconds. How, what? And it was against an undefeated person. She defended a title, her title against an undefeated woman and she beat her with an arm bar in 12 seconds. You're with an arm bar? No See, way. I do that and I'm thinking I can last at least 13 seconds. The you whole know? Fight. If you just run around, I feel like I can, I can make it 13. <laughs> right. You know? Just doing like an Andy Sam and I just did that around. on the subway the other day. Just a little quick bite. Um, the whole fight lasted an Instagram video. The what? whole fight was on Instagram. That's insane. Yes. We're going to continue this conversation. In the meantime, please donate. I'm sorry, don't donate. Pledge your support Pledge. at pledgemusic.com slash projects slash Anya Marina. You can follow all of us on Twitter. It's great. Get on it. Follow Sam Roberts at not Sam. Follow Sam Now I'm argumentative in your favor. At Sam Murrell, <laughs> and I am at Anya Marina. And thank you so much for listening to We Know Nothing. We'll be back with part two on the next week's episode with Sam Roberts. We love you, and we know nothing. Bye. 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 <laughs> <laughs>